This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Round with me, Matt Burrill. Today, we've got a very special guest. We pride ourselves on finding new talent when it comes to town and finding new artists and having them on our stages that we do events in town, having them, of course, here on the podcast, on the various podcasts that we have in the network. And this girl today, she happens to share a birthday with me, but is a few years younger than I am. Um, she's like a little sister to us at Raise Rowdy. And today, this is actually her first podcast ever. She's crushing it on TikTok, on social media, got all kinds of new music out, and um, just a pleasure to watch grow up here in Nashville. We got our girl Ashley in. Girl, Woohoo, I'm so excited. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm good. Today's it's a little ugly out, but I'm doing okay. It is a, it is a nasty day. Like Nashville's yeah. fucking weird because it'll get... It'll be 20-something degrees. We'll be freezing our asses off two days ago. Mm-hmm. And then it'll get a little bit warmer to, like, 30s. It was nice yesterday. Yeah, and then it'll get to, like, whatever this, this. is. It's, like, <laughs> nice that it's a little bit warmer, but, yeah. like, a little yeah. sun wouldn't be a bad thing, yeah. you know? it's just kind of ugly. And I had class today, so that never helped. Oh, that's right. You're still in school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get, so you're at Belmont? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, no hate I was. Belmont. I was going to say, Belmont is, like, a spot to... A spot to be. So you're in what year? Because you're. I'm a sophomore. You're a sophomore. Yeah. So I'm not even like halfway through. Like I still got a semester before I can say I'm 50 percent done. Wow. Yeah, but <laughs> we don't know yeah. how long it's gonna last. I'm just kind of here for a good time. Yeah. There you go. You know? Well, yeah. See, I. So it's kind of funny looking back. So I'm obviously a few years older than you are. I remember, so when I was in college, that was when mm-hmm. I really started making my strides to like the steps that got me to Nashville. Now, mm-hmm. you've skipped those steps because you're going to college <laughs> in Nashville yeah. at one of the best performance schools that you can go to in the world. Like, there's so many connections, yeah. so many things at your fingertips. I know, it's crazy. That was definitely the whole point of it all was to kind of like kill two birds with one stone. You know, like I could go to college and get the degree and make the family happy yeah. and then also do the music thing. And, you know, it's not necessarily like they know that like after class I'm going to rounds and I'm like doing all that. I'm grinding after class. Yeah. You know, they just think that I'm going to school. So well, it's, it's, well like, it's like somebody that's got a business degree and yeah. does like DECA or some shit yeah. like that where it's like the business society. Going to Live Oak or going to the Commodore or going to wherever and being there for rounds is like your your business networking. No, literally. It, it literally is that. It's crazy. How cool is it that our networking's at a bar? You know, it's pretty, I know. pretty cool. We got <laughs> we got a busy life and it's a fucking grind. No, but our our lives are pretty chill. Like I got a brother that works on Wall Street and it's like he's his life very different than mine. You yeah, know? I bet. It is kind of crazy too, because like I don't I I'm underage. So yeah. it's like, you know, on the weekends and on the nights that we have rounds and I'm like at these bars with like all these people and it's like this is just my norm now. Yeah. Like walking around with X's on my hands, whatever. Yeah, what was what was the first round in town that you played? It wasn't one of ours, was it? So actually Was it? <laughs> it was like it wasn't my round. It was it was Will's. It was Will Collins. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yep. And he was like, and I didn't even know what a writer's round was at the time. And he was like, you want to come on stage and do this? And I said, you know, when I moved here, I told myself I'd say yes to everything. Absolutely everything. And I remember that was kind of difficult in the beginning because, you know, you're saying yes to things and some things aren't great. Some things are great, whatever. Yeah. And I said yes. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but sure. And I remember I show up and it's so full circle looking back. Because you look back at the photos from that night, and you've got Graham sitting right next to me. Logan Crosby's at the end. I think Chris Rudiger was on stage, too. And it's, like, it's so weird. And then I ended up, like, commenting on Graham's post later that night, being like, you, you did so well, whatever. And then Dylan ended up seeing that Graham's manager yeah. comment, saw that I was from Virginia, reached out and now here we are i'm working with dylan i'm part of that family yeah and it's like so crazy how that works like if i didn't comment on his thing if yeah. i didn't say yes to will and i that's when i met you that's the night that i met you and you were like who are you i was like who is this who is this girl she's got a voice on her she seems really sweet but she's a child yeah like, it you're, was funny yeah and but that's having that mentality mm-hmm. of saying yes to every opportunity every. that can be scary 
Because you're saying yes to shit that you haven't done before. Oh, and absolutely. so much of this thing is having the confidence to do things and dip, mm -hmm. ju it's like jumping off the high dive. And at it's the not local like pool. I could bring a pal or anything. You no. Because all my friends are underage. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I'm showing up to this bar. Who knows if they'll even let me in? I've never been here. Yeah. And I don't even know if I, I, might, I think I had my car by then, but. I don't even know, like, I was lost. I was like, where do I park? <laughs> like, what's going on? And I just remember, like, hopping up on stage, doing the thing. And then I just remember so many people, like, DMing me on Instagram and, like, coming up to me after me, like, who are you? Like, I think it's so funny because I'm like, people just genuinely, like, I was a literal just random random nobody ever knew i hadn't talked to anybody well, in the industry but, that was just but there was a reason you were up there because you had made a connection with yeah, will Cullen already yeah. and will who we've had on the podcast before like he's a guy that champions those that are around him yeah. and is very big on bringing yeah. the homies up with him uh -huh. so you would already i know how'd you meet him <laughs> oh were you were you a girl in one of the videos no i was okay not. okay actually i was later on like once we became friends but it, we actually met at a bar. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I used my fake ID. We all use our fake IDs to get in. And we were like all sitting by this table. And I remember seeing him. I remember I knew who he was. And I'm not the kind of person who's like, I don't know. I knew that once I moved here, there was no such thing as fangirling. Especially if I wanted to do the artist thing. Like yes. you can't be like, oh my God, you're this person. It's yeah. like, no, we're all human, babe. Like, let's just calm down. Yes. Yeah. So I see him and I remember just being like, hey. And he's like, hey. And it was super chill. I got to talking to him about like writing, how I'd kind of just moved to town. This was back my first semester of college. So beginning of freshman year. So I didn't know anybody really except like my gal friends. But I remember talking to him about, you know, how I was a writer and how I wanted to do the music thing. He's like, let's write. He had never heard me sing before. He never heard anything that I had written. And he's just like, yeah, we like put a date down. That was my first co-writing session. Wow. In was, I think it was like November um, of last year. And we wrote a song. I ended up demoing it in this building. In this, at here at the Ember Sound. Shout out to Ryan Humans and the folks at the Ember Shout Sound. Shout out, love them. But I literally like, that's where it started. And he didn't have, an, the whole reason I went on stage that night was because he didn't have a lot of originals. Yeah. At the time. Um, and he was like, you want to come sing this song that we wrote together? Because like he loved it and I loved it. And I was just like, sure. So that's how that started. It's crazy. It's so weird. Yeah, it's wild how things kind of evolve and that stuff happens. So you, you're originally from, you're a 757 girl. Yeah, I'm a right? 757 girl from Virginia which, Beach. Which I know that because I grew up a diehard, I'm not, not as close with it anymore, but I grew up a diehard Virginia Tech Hokies fan. Okay. And back in the day, like around, because you were, you're, I'm trying to think what year you were born. You were born like what, 03? 2004. 2004. Okay, so that was when I started getting into Hokies football, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. It puts me at a puts me at a certain age. But like um, the players from from Virginia Beach would uh -huh. wear 757 underneath their eyes. Oh, I didn't know that. At Virginia Tech, at UVA, at okay. Miami, West Virginia. So you'd have like some of the best players, like the Vic brothers, Tyrod Taylor, um, uh -huh. like all these great Virginia Tech players would wear 757 painted oh, under it. their eye. Like a lot of guys would wear like Bible verses and stuff. Uh -huh. the, the boys from Virginia Beach, that's what they did. Okay. So I was like, oh, what's the 757? Uh -huh. And then I was like, oh shit, this is where like Plaxico Burris is from, Allen Iverson, like so many talented athletes. Uh -huh. But also I found out later, Lots of great music that's come out of there, uh -huh. like the stuff with like the Neptunes and the rap stuff that's uh -huh. come out of there. Uh -huh. And then you tie in the countryside of Virginia with Appalachia uh -huh. that's been just booming. It's crazy booming. watching that happen. And Virginia's crazy because you have, it's one of those states where you have the coastal presence, like where you grew mm -hmm. up, but then you go inland and it's like the hills oh have eyes. You have farms, like farm, yep, you have like. Farmers in Southwest Virginia, like our girl S.J. McDonald. You've got the yep. northern, you've got the northern Virginia thing. Whole nother world around Whole D.C. Then you got the mountain people down near Carolina. Like, yep. such a cool state to grow up in. That's why I love it so much. I and I think that like has shaped me in so many freaking ways. Like, I think about Williamsburg, Virginia. Yes. Like my Mimi lives there, so we go there all the time, and it's like an hour and a half north of the beach. And like 
that's colonial. That's there's a lot of history there. Yeah. You know, we joke us kids back in Virginia Beach, like every school field trip was Yorktown and yeah. Jamestown. It's like every time it's like that's where you're going. You're going to see like the Mayflower where all the settlers came in, you know, in seven whatever year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like that is just like that was so prominent in school. And just life as a kid was like the history of Virginia was very prominent and it was always shoved down your throat. And looking back, I'm kind of like this colonial-esque vibe mixed with growing up literally on the sand. Like I'm so fortunate because I didn't know until I went to college that like that's not normal. No. To literally grow up and like I walked around barefoot everywhere. I tell everybody here, I'm like, the fact that people wear shoes is like kind of weird well, to me. Have you seen the sidewalks outside? No, that's the what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I would can't. never do that here. But it's like back home, we literally just walk barefoot everywhere. I'd walk on the street barefoot. It'd be like scorching hot in the summertime. Yeah. I have the toughest feet. I can do anything. 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 And I feel like a lot of my outfits, sometimes I'll put on and I'm like, this would look so much better if I didn't have to wear shoes. <laughs> like yeah. I literally have that thought sometimes. But it's just like I was very fortunate to grow up right on the water. And it's not like I was... 30 minutes from the beach it was like I would walk from my wow. house and it's just like you know my grandparents had this little beach cottage and we would just stay there in the summertime and like it's it's a movie it, it looking back yeah. it's like I literally was living in a movie I, I compare it a lot to Mamma Mia yes. like the movie yeah. I feel like that that free-spirited that kind of just running around in maxi skirts and like twirling around listening to music and like going on the boat and then you know the country music scene is so prominent especially with all like the oyster bars and the you know i'm working at a seafood restaurant and i'm a food runner <laughs> still like no no i was gonna Virginia say uh, back Beach. back in high school and stuff. yeah and it's like that all feels so movie-esque now that i think about it and yeah. i feel very lucky that that's how I grew up. And I think it's really interesting how you were talking about everything with Virginia is very, there's so much to it. You know, you do have the mountains and then you have the beach and then you have the cities up yeah. north. I don't really go north. <laughs> I don't really go to northern Virginia, but definitely just, I love the farmland. I love the drive out here, you know, driving home to Virginia Beach yeah. when I have to do it. Just a long oh, drive. So you, know, you know about the Bay Bridge. The Bay Bridge. Like the Chesapeake the, Bay Bridge yeah, yeah, where you go like Underwater. out and then under and yep. then like up again. Like yep. one of the I so I think <laughs> I've been I think I've been a passenger going over that. Uh-huh. But I've never because I've driven all over the place. I worked as a tour manager for a long time. Uh -huh. I was driving bands around in a van with a trailer all over the country. But luckily I never had to drive over that with a van and a trailer. But it's known to be like one of the most intimidating I got drives. so used to I was going to say, it's probably where you learned the yeah, fucking drive. So it it's probably nothing for you. Normal. But it's, Are you talking about the one that like literally goes underwater? I'm talking about the one where it's like you're on a bridge uh -huh. and then you go underwater and you come back yeah. out and then you're still on a bridge. Yeah. Like it stretches. Like yeah. it's a bridge and a tunnel uh -huh. and all I the took, way around the bay. I took marine biology in high school and I remember like growing up thinking that it was just like sitting in the middle of water. I always thought like a shark was going to come on the side and like <laughs> burst in and like yeah. we were all going to die. I, it was just, I always had this fear and then my teacher's like, no, it's under the ground under the water. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I will never. That is one thing I cannot comprehend is like how those things are built. Yeah. I don't understand it. I yeah. don't want to understand it. No, That's why I'm not, a musician. Not our job to understand that <laughs> shit. That's for job. sure. So what led you to Belmont? Because you have so many great schools in the state of Virginia. Like yeah. you have some of the best public schools in the yeah. country like UVA. My, I know. It's funny. I actually have cousins that go to school in Blacksburg at uh -huh. Virginia Tech. And I have a cousin that just started at James Madison. Okay, cool. So I'm I'm very Both I know there's awesome there's so many there's like William Mary you uh -huh. got VCU you got Old Dominion you got so many like big colleges and yeah. great college towns in Virginia so why what, what did you think about staying in state for school or did was it always I want to be a singer I want to do this thing it was always that I never once thought that I wanted to go to college in state and I remember JMU like James Madison was the only and UVA I only applied to those those were my in state you know, fallbacks, um, just in case. But I, I think growing up, I mean, I love my hometown. I love Virginia, but I always was just so eager to get here. Yeah. So once the whole, you know, applying to colleges things started happening, I was like, this is my opportunity to 
go somewhere else, you know, go further away. My older sister, she goes to Longwood oh, nice. in Farmville, yeah. Virginia. And like, so it's like three hour, three and a half hour drive from her hometown. So that was always easy. And I watched how easy that was, you know, just to drive home for the weekends and whatnot. I knew it was going to be a challenge to go somewhere where I was going to have to fly most of the time, you know, somewhere I probably won't be coming home as often because I'm doing music. It's like after my freshman year, I stayed here for the summer and I lived in a house by myself. Wow. For three months. And where, I just, where, where in town were you staying? So Wedgwood, Houston. Okay, so you were in a pretty good area. Because I was yeah. going to say, you, like, I, I'm picturing <laughs> you like staying in a house in the summer by yourself in like Antioch. Oh, or like, that's a little spooky. Or like North Nash or some shit like that. Because there spooky. are some rough areas there in Nashville. Wedgwood, Wedgwood, Wedgwood um, Houston. Houston over by Belmont. That's a good It's, it's a, a good pretty spot. good spot. It's a very, we're in a weird kind of corner of the neighborhood. It's kind of hard. It's like right by the train. Yes. You know, yep. that area. Yep. So it's like, it's it's iffy. And I think it was a mistake on my part. I just didn't have a security system for the three months I was living alone. Um, but you so were good? Nothing happened, Nothing right? happened. I had my pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro. I had my taser <laughs> and my pepper spray. I was good to go. Ready I was like, if anyone test me, I always joke, though. I'm like, if anyone were to come in and, like, try to kidnap me i would just be like can you not today like <laughs> just please can we reschedule <laughs> can we postpone this because <laughs> like i just there's always something going on yeah like my friends joke that it's very entertaining to be friends with me because there's always something it's just there's always something it's never simple what's the most recent always something like what happened oh, this week something i mean a funny one that's like happened pretty recently <laughs> was i was I've been talking to American Idol back and forth just for the last few months, just like debating whether I wanted to do it and like just trying to decide if that was a good move. And basically we had gotten to the point where I was going to be in front of Katy Perry and I had to make a decision. And I was like, you know, there was so much back and forth. I was supposed to be there at 6 a.m. and I slept in and I said, can I be there at 4 p.m.? And they're like, yeah, just come in. Just come in whenever you can. So my friend, my best friend, Brooke, she comes, she brings me Starbucks. Bless her. She's great. God, we love we love a good, we we love love a good, a good Starbucks. Starbucks. Yes. She's darling. She brings me Starbucks. And I'm like, okay, uh, I have to go to this American Idol thing. <laughs> she was like, what? She was like, what do you mean American Idol thing? I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing American Idol. We're going we're gonna to figure it out. We're going to try it out. And she's like, um she's like wait really like she's in disbelief i'm like yeah you, you want to come like you want to get in the car i'm literally getting in the car and she's like just showered leggings sweater like she's beautiful but she's not looking her best you know what i mean so she gets in the car we go to the hotel where yeah. it was at and flash forward we joke <laughs> we laugh about this they put her on camera with ryan seacrest oh no shit <laughs> and they're like okay stand next to him and like Tell him how excited you are for your best friend. And like, like she was the family member. Oh, wow. For the thing. I don't know if it's airing. We're not, I'm not going forward with it, but it okay. was just like a day thing. Um, but we laugh. We're like, only, only me. Like, if you're friends with me, you just one day you meet on a random Sunday, you meet Ryan Seacrest and you had no idea you were going to. And you're on TV. <laughs> it's like I put my friends in these positions. Yeah. And it's just funny. It's just, it's comical. Yeah. Who would you say your squad is? Because a big part of succeeding in this town is having some good friends. And it seems like you've surrounded yourself, especially over the last, like, however long it's been that Nikki and I have met you. Yeah. You've always got a crew with you. You feel like you've got a good little, good little girl gang with you too. Yeah, like I see like, sure. like Avery mm -hmm. and Grace mm -hmm. and I'm sure a bunch of other people. No, like, absolutely. Who's your, what's your, what's your crew look like right I now? I think it's pretty cool for me. Honestly, I get to kind of have, you know, thanks to Belmont. I kind of get to have both, you know, both worlds are kind of separated a little bit. It's like, I've got my Belmont girls who, you know, some are musicians, some are not, but nobody's really doing the artist thing. So it's kind of, that's great because, you know, I can come home at the end of the day and they know nothing about what goes on in so the world nice. that we live in, yes. you know? Yeah. So that's been really 
I think what keeps me sane. Like we'll joke because it's like I've got stuff to do all day long. I'm in meetings. I'm in rights and I'm in school. And then the end of the day, my pals will come over and we'll sit in my bed at like 11 p.m. We'll just sit there and like we'll be on our phones or we'll just talk about our day. And it's like then they leave like two hours later. But it's like that's the time I get with them just to kind of like debrief. And I think that that keeps me sane a lot because if I'm sitting there alone, then I'm going to start thinking about my day and I'm going to start thinking about what I have to do tomorrow. And then it starts to all kind of get crazy. See, I get in my head about shit too. Yeah. Like I'm not very good on my own. Cause then the motor just doesn't, yes. it just doesn't fucking turn it off. It doesn't right? stop. Absolutely. And I've gotten better about it in my, in my older age now getting closer to 30 where it's starting to slow down. Uh-huh. But when I was your age, I really struggled with that. No, especially absolutely. like being in college in a dorm room by myself. It was, Oh gosh. Like you just, cause your mind just fucking races and you're like, it's crazy. Did you like, did I, did I do something wrong by saying this? It's yes. like second guessing yourself. Yes. Almost like having anxiety. I don't even drink anymore, Yeah, but like having that like anxious feeling feeling post conversation or post meeting absolutely I think my thing is very much so I and like I I say this and I don't mean for it to be like cocky in any way I don't necessarily think it's a great thing but like I am so driven like to the point where sometimes I just can't stop yeah and it can be pretty unhealthy honestly sometimes I think I forget that I'm 19 and I forget that I should still, you know, make mistakes. Yeah, and you're, like, you're still a fucking kid, actually. Yeah, like, I know. how many songs are you writing? How many songs are you writing a week right now? Oh god, I definitely write one song a day for sure. Yeah, writing one song a day while in a challenging school yeah. academic program, while trying to have friends and be a 19 year old yeah. and live life and yeah. make mistakes and do the shit that you're gonna look back on when you're older. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot. Like, like it's, and it's tough, but when you're, like you said, when you're so driven, it's tough to not beat yourself up over it. It's hard to stop, especially like nighttime is hard for me because that's when I finally, you know, it's like finally quiet and I hate the quiet. I always say my mind is loudest in the silence. And I think it's funny because that's a, that's a fuck. You should write that. that That's that's a, that's a, that's a fucking lyric and something. I don't know how you'd use it, but put it in one of your sad girl songs. Yeah. My sad girl songs. Yeah. There's definitely room for it somewhere. I definitely, it is, it can be bad sometimes. I just like, I'm always thinking about, you know, I think as an artist, it's normal, but it's like, that's a career where you're constantly thinking about what you could be doing better and like, what's the next step. And, how can you, you know, these numbers need to be bigger and these numbers need to be bigger and, you know, whatever. It's you're constantly, you can't really be content with where you are or else you'll never move. Yeah. So there's a balance between being content and being thankful and, you know, saying your prayers and then also striving for more than what you have. And that's like a really weird in between. Yeah. And keeping your blinders up. To not be comparing yourself to what, oh, oh is absolutely. this person doing? Because you'll run yourself ragged if it's absolutely. the, if you get FOMO or you get like the keeping up with the Joneses thing, uh-huh. you will run yourself into the fucking ground. Yeah. Like it is so important to have, to not have that because it can, it can get like competitive. But something mm-hmm. I love about this town and I love about the scene that we're in, especially right now, mm-hmm. is that it is such a community, it people is. championing each other, Absolutely. particularly with the females, because it wasn't always like that. Like, no. like 20 years ago, it was not like that amongst, Gosh. amongst females in the industry or guys in the industry too. Yeah. Like there was this competition thing, but now it just seems like there's such a community and like everybody wants to see like, like high tides raise all ships kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? No, I love that. And I think that that's interesting because I, I mean, I've only been here a little over a year. So like, I haven't really seen all the cutthroat things. And I feel like I never really compare myself or get competitive. And so I think it's interesting that you say that because nowadays it's like, I have come up with these women and like even some of my guy friends who just like, it's not about that. You know, I'm not even thinking about yeah, cause that. Cause I think the culture of that has shifted Changed. so much to being yeah. a, a positive community. And it also goes with who you're surrounding yourself with, oh, absolutely. you know, like you're surrounding yourself with some, mm-hmm. some great fucking brothers and sisters. Yeah, literally. Absolutely. That's the kind of the sweet thing too, about being younger. I feel like everybody kind of like 
protects you in a way. Yeah, and your friends are, for the most part, younger as well. Yeah. Like, you guys, it's... And you're literally like in a class at Belmont because you <laughs> because you enrolled and like you have like your your freshman class now uh-huh. it's the sophomore class, but like I always say, people that move the town around the same time. Like I moved the town in October of 2018, so mm-hmm. I'm going on my I just hit my fifth year of being here mm-hmm. and doing pretty Ooh. good, doing pretty good for five years. You <laughs> know, it's been good. it's been a rocky road and I've yeah. had my ups and downs, but I look at some of the guys and girls that I moved to around the same time as like. Uh-huh. Guys like Dylan Marlowe and the folks in that clique, yeah. and in that circle, folks like Trey Lewis, like I mm-hmm. moved here around them and it's like we all kind of go through it together because yeah. we were the new guys at Live Oak. I, when I moved here, Live Oak wasn't even there. It was called Frisky Frogs and it was, oh a, my gosh. It was a shit show. <laughs> they had a couch in front of the stage and oh. it was like it was like a college underage bar. Like you could get in there with a Pokemon card. Before there's Live none Oak of those now. Oh yeah, none Be- of those. before Live Oak came in, um, and it was just like a there were thirty things going on on that couch. They were serving alligator oh legs. It was a God. weird, weird bar. But like, <laughs> I got to see. Shout out to Live Oak. We love you. Um, Live Oak has, <laughs> has up that place very much, up that building very much. But um, the um, but like you see the different things like from what town was like then uh-huh. to where it's at now, like. You're, you're, the people that you're coming up with right now, like fast forward a couple of years from now. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, you, Avery, Grace, Shelby, oh Maddie, Callie. Like, like there's so many of you guys crazy. that all moved here right around the same time. Uh-huh. The post-COVID gang, uh-huh. you know? I got really lucky because I think a huge person that I have to thank is Carson Wallace. Oh, dude. he Carson is like the... If you want to know how to be successful yeah. and how to be how to be successful in the industry while being under the age of 21, yeah. while being seen as mm-hmm. not a liability by being seen as not a risk and yep. being like the the quintessential, I'll come in, play the show, network, drink liquid death and wear an X on my hand. Exactly. You, Carson, Avery, like you guys yeah. have, you guys do that it the right respect. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's kids that come in and refuse to wear the X on their hand know, and start and I shit. Just, I never... I've never been one for trouble, like genuinely. I've just always kind of been that girl who just, you know, wants everything to go smoothly. And like, if I'm here for this reason, I'm going to be here for that reason, that reason only. And I feel like I got lucky because with Carson, he he was my first, one of my first friends at Belmont. And like, I remember when we met and we, you know, got to know each other, we looked at each other and we were both like, we're both trying to do this. Like, we're we're both going to do this. You know what I mean? And I think that was really cool because... That was like, I say I'm so lucky because I didn't really have that like moment that I'm looking back on now being like regretful of like, oh, I should have done this right. I should have done this differently. I feel like the people that I met when I first moved here, like Carson being a big one, it's like they just immediately teach you how to do it the right way. So you don't know any different. You know what I mean? Like he, him and I would play rounds together um, back in the spring and like the first one that I played with my name on it with yep. y'all was with him. Yep. And we kind of tag team. We kind of did everything together for a little bit just so I could kind of get in the feel of everything. But I would watch how he would do things and interact with people. And he would introduce me to people. Anytime someone reached out to me on Instagram, I'd send him the screenshot. I'd be like, who's this? <laughs> like run it by him. Just I think it. I think that helped a lot having that person who was already in it. You know, he's a year older than me. And I feel like having that person that was already in it, but still in a very similar spot as me was helpful because then I just immediately knew what I was supposed to do. And obviously that opens gates to the Grace Tylers and the Avery Bilskis. Like I literally I met them through him and they've been such a blessing. I mean, Grace is like big sister vibes to the max. She reminds me so much of my older sister. Um, And she just is the. I literally, I get like chills when I talk about her because I feel like I look at her and we'll be on stage together, you know, performing. It's like, I've heard her sing so many times and we've written so many times and it's still every time I see her sing a song, like I get the chills Yeah. and I get like this feeling where I'm just like, she's a performer. Yes. Like uh, more than like, she's just absolutely insanely talented Yeah. and I admire her so much. And I think another huge reason I admire her is because of her character. Yes. You know, she's, she's just so, she's so kind and she's so caring and she genuinely wants the best for everybody. And she's yeah. not here for trouble and she's not here for problems. She's here to get it done. 
I think she's a perfect example of just like a badass woman who stays poised and kind. Yeah. And that's like so important to me. So I've yeah. loved having her. And then Avery is just funny. That's just your sister. That's that's a girl who's in the same situation oh that you're gosh. in, honestly. Yeah, that's just... She's been great because we... She's kind of my only, like, I say music friend, you know, somebody that I've met through the music industry and not Belmont, who, like, we hang out on the weekends. You know, we go get coffee. We go do the things. And we gossip. And we know everything about each other's lives. Yeah, that's your girl. Yeah. That's my girl right there. And I think that that's important, too, to have that person who's in it, you know? Yes. Because it's like we have our Belmont friends, okay? And they're great. Love them. And then you have Avery who knows these people that you're talking about. You know, if there's drama or if there's gossip and you're you're 19 year old girls, you want to talk about it. She knows (laughs) what I'm talking about. You know, I say it to my Belmont friends and they're like, who's this again? Well, I like need a picture. Pull up the Instagram. I need to see. And I'm like, it's nice to have that person who just knows. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's kind of how I feel too. Like I have my folks that are in the industry, but like my my girlfriend Erin, she's uh-huh. like music adjacent with you know? a cute kid. Oh, dude! Oh her, my gosh, she's so cute. Charlotte, I thought she was gonna take my job that night oh for my the gosh, whole thing. She's so cute, her little shirt. Yes, she was. She that was a very. She's already. She's already <laughs> asked when can she do it again. Oh so my god! We're gonna we're gonna have her. She was so I nervous. Go. It. She was so nervous going in she there. She was like hiding behind. Yeah, me. she was like, I don't know if I want to do it. She's like, I don't know, I don't know. And then she got up there and did it. And then she wanted to get up on stage while y'all were playing and dance on the side of the stage i would have been so down for i know that. i know i was just like I, <laughs> I can't have her i because my goal is to like have her at more things when they're not so close to her bedtime because she yeah. has a strict bedtime between like 7 30 8 30 give her take what How time old is she um she just turned five in august so she's adorable um oh, has changed upset. has changed my product my um perspective of life oh, like tremendously God. but but I say that to say what's nice is that Erin is like music adjacent. Like she has, she's very close friends that are in the industry at all different, uh-huh. all different levels and has been in town for a long time, but isn't in the industry. Like her job has nothing to do with music. Yeah. So like having that, my person be outside of music yeah. is nice. Like it's nice to have that. Cause I don't, I moved down here. I didn't go to college. I mean, like I went to college in New Jersey, but I didn't like, I moved down here. I was a bouncer on Broadway. So my my non-music friends were bouncers and bartenders yeah. and servers and disgruntled Damn. musicians on Broadway. So it was a lot like and you go through different phases like you're right now probably like just starting like you're like you have friends when you in college, especially. Yeah, you have friends that you make your freshman year. And then as time goes on, everybody just kind of grows apart because everybody finds mm-hmm. themselves. Not everybody's path is the same. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've gone through like five, six, maybe even seven friend groups yeah. since I've been here in five years. And that's no, not not at the no, fault of anybody. Normal, yeah. That's just how it is. So yeah. like for you, you're like at the starting stage of it because you just no, absolutely. moved here. You're in, soft, you're in your sophomore year mm-hmm. and you're getting more opportunities. You've got a damn manager. Like you're, you're doing... Know. You got music coming out left and right. You've yeah. got the pop going on. Like it's you're killing it. It's so craziness. it's cool. What's going on with all the music stuff right now? Music talk about stuff. that a little bit. Kind kind of got to talk about that too. As much <laughs> as much fun as talking about all the part. other stuff. Well, it's all the important part. What I like yeah. about having a new face like you on the podcast is so people can learn. can learn about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then in a few in whenever whenever your big <laughs> moment happens, people will go back and be like, "Oh, listen to listen to a young Ashley yeah. Ann on this podcast oh with Beryl, You know. So what's going on with the music stuff? Music stuff. So we've really just been you know trying to push as much music this year um, as possible. Dear Dolly, back in February, really just like was the biggest blessing I could have ever asked for. I mean, it was kind of crazy how it all worked. I always tell the story because it's, it's, I think it's so, there's something so divine about it. I, it was back in December and I was in this building (laughs) demoing. Shout out to the Ember Sound. (laughs) Shout out to the Ember Sound. And me and Ryan were like, okay, let's do some demos. Like, you know, I'm new to town, whatever. And Dear Dolly was a song that I wrote when I was 17 and I wrote it in my car with my Snapchat camera filming me in my car. And I was driving in my car, it was late at night, I was driving over like the Lesnar Bridge in Virginia Beach, and it's like over the bay. It's a really pretty little lookout spot. 
And I was just kind of struggling with my relationship with Jesus at the moment. I was just feeling like I was in a dark place. I started singing this idea, you know, to this physical being who I knew was a real person and who I could look at her songs and like, you know, listen to interviews and read her books and just learn as much about her, see how she would do things. I mean, people say, what would Dolly do all the time? But like, that was something that I really, really thought about a lot. You know, when I was in this really dark period with my life and things going on with my family, I was just like, what would Dolly do? You know, she's gotten through whatever. And it's like, that was really a huge part of it for me. So Christmas, after we demo them, I go home for Christmas and um, I was gifted a necklace and it had a Bible verse on it. It was just, you know, as long as you're living through God, like he'll establish your plans. And I, I remember coming back or I was in my car and I was filming little, little videos for TikTok. And I was like, oh, well, I got these demos back. Like might as well you know, try it out. And it was the shittiest video. (laughs) Like the audio was awful. It was blurry. You could barely see me. The lighting was horrible. (laughs) And I just remember it. I mean, it got like 2 million streams. Isn't it funny how sometimes it's the low quality. Oh my gosh, it was awful. And, but that's, but that's what pops sometimes. It was crazy. And I'm literally sitting there. I'm like, Dolly, if you hear this, Gosh, I can hear it in my head now. My annoying little voice. Dolly, if you hear this, I'll release this song. Boom, skyrockets. The second I get back to Nashville, I'm like, Ryan, we need to record the song. Like, ASAP. Yeah. And he's like, okay, the fastest day that we can do this, the fastest day that we can get this out is February 3rd. And I'm like, so I start promoting it. I'm like, two, three, two, three. And I'm like, that sounds like it would be an angel number. So I look it up. Hence the tattoo on my hand, 2323. It means embarking on a new journey and having guidance and protection. And I'm like, this is kind of all freaking me out. Dear Dolly comes out and that just did wonders. I mean, geez, that is where it all started. I was very lucky that that song did what it did and opened gates that it, you know, to people and to just things and learning new things. That song, I have a lot to thank that song for. So that was just kind of crazy how that all happened. And then now we're focusing on doing Dear Dolly the EP. And that's going to be coming out, you know, in January. So How cool is that? You have a whole damn project. Whole project. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun one. We've got this whole thing planned. It's going to be coming out next year. How many, how many songs do you have out right now? Right now, I think it's five, six. Okay, so is the EP like packaged as like a lot of what's out so already? It's or got we a got few news? of them. So it's going to have a few songs that are already out, and then we've got some extra oh, little sick. bonus songs. Because I was going to say, I love the new music, and I'm ready for some new fucking music. Because you just seem that you're one of those people that gets like every, like it seems like you're, fig- like you're at the stage of figuring it out right now because mm-hmm. you're so fucking young. Mm-hmm. Like you're figuring it out as you go. Mm-hmm. And like every release is just getting better and better. It's crazy how that works. Because you're finding your voice. Uh-huh. Whoever's now who's who's producing your stuff now? Is it still Ryan or no, what? We're with Owen with? Lewis right now. Okay. So but you're you're collaborating with a producer who's mm-hmm. helping you find that sound. Yeah. And like you're just scratching the surface of where you're gonna be and it's already fucking working. It's That's crazy. what's exciting. And like, it's so exciting. But the Dear Dolly story, it's crazy how that works. It's insane. I mean, I have no other explanation. Like, it's just, it it all happened really fast. And I remember, like, looking back at that time, I was still very much so a college student. Yeah. I don't really necessarily look, look at myself like that now. Um, but, like, I was, you know, living in my dorm. And I was taking my car every day. Like, I would go to class. And I would take my car and the only reason that I would leave my dorm or leave campus was to go drive somewhere and do a TikTok. Like I would bring my friends with me and say, okay, it's time to go film TikToks. And like we'd make fun out of it because it's like that's what you got to do. You know, the second you start to hate it, it becomes a burden. It becomes a job. It becomes a problem. And no one wants that. So I always just would film videos. That's another thing is I think a lot of people ask me, you know, how do you do your, your social media? Like you seem to do really well at it and like. I think a huge reason, and this sounds it sounds kind of bad, I think a huge reason that what I'm doing is working is because I don't 
care much about what it looks like or what it sounds like or what it I'm just here and I'm this is my microphone and I'm gonna show you what I got and that's it consistency is so key it is very consistency is like the biggest thing it is very key but I feel like the second like when I stopped caring about like how I looked in a video or you know I would literally get dressed and I would like base my outfit around like what would catch people's attention on, you know, on the internet. And it's like, now I'll literally be like leaving the gym and I'm like sweaty and disgusting. And I throw up my phone and I'm like, let me just film a video really People fast. like real. It's, it's just, it's easier. Yeah. People like it's literally easier. Yeah, It fits into your life more. It's not, it doesn't feel like a burden to do because you're uh-huh. just incorporating in. Like you don't have to take the time exactly. to get dressed up or worry about what you're going to say. Exactly. Like people That's why I think appreciate people hate that. TikTok so much. People hate it because they don't, they don't really understand. Like I personally still don't like understand. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. Like I'm yeah. still, we've had a couple clips like pop and i've been lucky to like Uh have friends that work really well and are good like digital creators Uh and people that understand that understand more of the algorithm and can pick up on trends and different Uh things like that and been able to monetize but like for me i still don't don't know yeah like it's not my like it's it's not my thing but i also everybody has a way of taking in short form content whether Uh it's on tiktok mine I watch Facebook reels <laughs> and I, wa- and I watch Instagram. Reels. And what's funny is it's the same shit that's on TikTok, yeah. but it's on Instagram. It's on the meta platforms, mm-hmm. same shit that's on YouTube, but mm-hmm. that's on the Google platform. Mm-hmm. Like the short form content stuff is everywhere. Like you, you got to just- post it everywhere. Like every day yeah. I post on every yeah. single one, but none of them translate more to music than fucking TikTok. Yeah, does. Than TikTok. It's proven. None of them translate more. And, People are always like those damn TikTok kids, but yeah. I think it's because they haven't figured it out yet. And it's always an older generation. It's just like with like bro country or pop country, like yeah. the new thing. There's always like the old guard that doesn't quite understand it. Same thing with rock. Same thing with pop. Mm-hmm. All styles of music and different cultural things. Yeah, because it's proven that it works. And like it's your crazy. your um your family with within your your management team, like uh-huh. Graham's another example of that. Uh-huh. Like like that video that blew up on. Instagram reels. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It was like, he, it was, what's the song? What doesn't kill you? Yep. It's like that thing went through the roof. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just crazy how it's like, and then the song ended up doing so well. It's like one video can change everything. And it's absurd. The amount of like power that goes into, you know, a platform like that. Yeah. And it's, and people say like I signed up to be an artist I didn't sign up to be no yep. influencer yep. but if you're signing up and you want to be seen in the public eye if mm-hmm. you want to you want your music to affect people mm-hmm. that's influence dude I always that say that I in the influencer like, thing artistry is like this umbrella it's this big giving tree with all these branches and I always say like one thing that I really really pay attention to very very I'm a very I overanalyze everything I'm constantly thinking and I one thing I really really pay attention to when I meet other artists is like there are boxes and it's these branches of like things that people don't even think about I mean even just how you walk into a room how you carry yourself how you have a conversation with somebody how you make somebody feel how you are on stage you know vocally are you talented can you write a song like there are so many boxes to being an artist and it's almost impossible to check all of them I think that there are artists who you know their emphasis is you know this or this it's like there are obviously artists who have amazing vocals and that's what they're known for, but maybe they can't write a song. You know what I mean? It's like, and then there are the people that have a lot of the boxes checked and you're just like, wow. But (laughs) I feel like it's, there's so much to being an artist rather than just being able to sing or being able, whatever. I mean, I think there's so much more to it. It's a bit, it's a business and it's a brand and you're every, every artist, every band, every songwriter, every person is is a, is a brand in a sense, you know, like we see it with Ray's Rowdy. I see it with myself as a personality and what, what I, and my, my role in the scene and, it's the same for, for an artist, for a songwriter, for a guitar player, for a manager, for a uh-huh. publicist, for a publisher, for anything. Like you have like your personal brand mm-hmm. and making people feel like they're making making folks like of being a value in, in conversation, like yeah. being 
being mentally and physically present, mm-hmm. like showing support, being a good member of the community goes such a long way. Absolutely. That's something I feel like I really struggled with at the beginning, like the fact that I needed to be marketable and the fact that there was this idea of like, okay, what is it if you had, you know, three words to describe yourself, what are they? And I'm like, there's so many more than three. Yeah. You know, it's like, I I feel like I don't want to be put in a box. And I feel like that's just the reason that it's so, I mean, you look at, I feel like Avery Anna is a good example that I've heard people say. It's like, she just shows up and she, she wears whatever she wants to wear and she shows up on stage and you see the emotion in this audience and these girls and how she's speaking to them. And it's like, it doesn't take this niche and it doesn't take this, you know, look you know, I know like the Laney Wilson with the bell bottoms and it's like some people have their thing to them. Yep. And I feel like I struggled with that at the beginning being like, do I need to have this thing? See, like I remember the cowboy hat and I remember oh, like me, yeah. I remember, but again, you're, you're, you're 18, 19 years old I figuring know. it out. You'd be doing that if you were a business major, uh-huh. if you were a science major, if you were anything in life, like at that age, you're just figuring mm-hmm. it, you're just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Like that's just being I a kid. Think that's, and that's so true. I got like a little mad at myself for a second because I'm like are you trying to like be someone you're not like what what's going on I feel like looking back it's like if you are you know loving this in this moment then that's who you are it's not necessarily like you're fabricating anything but I just try so hard and I think that it took going home to Virginia I went home for like three weeks this past summer and it's like I did my freshman year the music thing kind of started really hitting in January. That's when I brought my car and that's when I started to, you know, I'm going to go to things and I'm going to meet the people and I'm going to do the music. So I always say like, it kind of started in January with the music thing. Once summer rolled around, I had gone home and I use this analogy a lot because I think it's interesting, but my dad went to school, um, Radford university in Virginia. There we go. We know about Radford. Oh yeah. (laughs) yeah. So my dad went to Radford and he grew up in Virginia beach and when he got to college, he calls his mom and he's like, mom, you need to buy me some polo shirts. Nobody's wearing surf shops clothes around here. Like it's embarrassing. And I kind of look back at like when I moved here and I kind of feel that way. I feel like when I got here, nobody was wearing maxi skirts. And again, like I said, everyone's wearing shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody's wearing what I wore back home. I didn't bring any of my surf shop stuff because it's just that you, no one wears it here. So then you come here and you go to and you say, OK, I want to go shopping with my gals. You go to a boutique. You're guaranteed to walk out with a Nashville Broadway girl outfit. You know, it's like you go shopping around here. It's like you're going to morph into that kind of Nashville look. And I think that's kind of what happened to me. I think I got excited. I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, in college now. Like, let's go shopping. Let's do the thing. And then I went back to Virginia. And I remember just having this whole revelation. I was just like, I know I'm young, but I feel like I've lived a lifetime. And I think that I want to, I want to be taken seriously. It's hard being a female period and it's hard being a young female. So it's like, I want to be taken seriously. I want people to know that there's more to it than just this. And I took all my clothes that were back home that I left and I brought them all here. And when I got back and I, we we moved into this house in Wedgwood Houston and I got back, I decorated my room and I did it how I wanted it. And I, I just look at it now and I'm like, I look at my room and I look at my closet and I'm just like, this is who I am. Like, this is who I am completely. I got coffee with Hannah McFarland. Oh, she's, Hannah's awesome. So funny. This story is hilarious. We got coffee and we got coffee down the street from my house. And I told her, you know, you can park and we'll walk. Um, And we're getting coffee and we hit it off. I mean, she's awesome. She's absolutely awesome. Very unique, very special person for sure. And at the end of the coffee meeting, we're there for like, I think like two hours. It was a pretty good, long That's a good time. coffee meeting, it two hours. It was a good coffee meeting. <laughs> and I'm like, you want to come over and do temporary tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hell yeah. So we go home back to my place and we're like upstairs in my bathroom doing temporary tattoos, like seeing which ones she should get and like doing, it was so funny. And I showed her my room and I showed her my closet and she's just like, this is so you like something like, it looks like Ashley just like threw up in a room and I'm like that's that's how it is now for me it's like it sounds weird but like taking my bedroom and like my closet and like everything who I am from Virginia and like bringing it all here 
and now emphasizing that and showcasing that I realized that one it's easier it's less effort to be yourself yes it really is two it's like people people like who I am and it's not like that was like <laughs> it sounds like this is not like it was a shock that's not what I mean but like I literally I don't know like people started accepting it you know, so open heartedly. And it's like, people loved the fact that I was from Virginia beach and people loved the fact that I was like this coastal grandmother vibe where it's like, I'm wearing floral prints and lace and all this stuff. It's like, it's different. And I think that's why it was scary at first. Cause I was like, maybe I don't belong in country music if I literally didn't grow up like in the sticks. And then I realized like being having that kind of different thing to you it's like embrace that don't hide that yeah because if anything it helps and like i said i really put emphasis on the fact that it's easier to be yourself i think that is like the biggest thing that i've learned since i've moved here is like being completely and utterly yourself to everyone all the time is so much easier and so much more beneficial in the long run. Absolutely. That's how that's how I am too. It's like, crazy. I found I I started really like when I was in college, I had a college radio show. It was I was called Red <laughs> it was called Redneck Radio. And I grew up in a New York City suburb uh-huh. in, a, in, a, in a good area. A suburban kid uh-huh. wearing Timberlands, wearing short, wearing 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 uh, wearing Nikes, like oh. all that. <laughs> And then I tried to be something that I wasn't when I was in college because yeah. I thought that I had to be this persona and this thing. And then I moved down here and I started embracing yeah. myself again. Mm-hmm. And it's it's led me to be more comfortable. It's and liberating. It really is. It really is. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so it's so powerful. And for you to recognize that at the age that yeah. you're at, that's huge. Because a lot you of know? a lot of people don't recognize that at yeah. at your age. That's something where you got to make quite a few mistakes to to yeah, get absolutely. to that point and find yourself and mm-hmm. it's that little that trip going home like, i know it really was there's crazy. something there's no there's no place like home like there dorothy really says isn't. in the fucking wizard of oz there's no it's place like so home true. and then embracing so do you got siblings and stuff what's yeah, your family dynamic like growing sisters. up sisters i'm the middle child okay so i was always kind of the one that was gonna do what nobody wanted them to do okay <laughs> so moving here doing the music thing is no surprise to my family at all i call my dad every once in a while i'm like yeah, the dropout thing might be happening. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you know, I trust you. I think he's seen what I can do in a year of being here. And I think he knows I'm not here to fool around. I think he knows that if I were to drop out of college, it wouldn't be like, okay, let's go slack around. And no, let's it'd be, go, no, it'd be music full time. And it'd instead of classes, it would be having a schedule of going in the writing exactly. rooms. And exactly. instead of taking tests, it would be going out and doing gigs on the weekend, yep. which have you done any touring yet? Have you had the chance to do that yet? Not much. I went to California for a weekend and that's about the most that I've done. And that was a blast. Um, that was so much fun, but we're start, we're getting in the works of some booking agents. We're doing some things. Hopefully next year is going to be really exciting. I'm really excited about next year. Um, because I love traveling yeah, the, and it's so fun. The, the road, there's nothing like it. Oh my gosh. Like it's like a bug just bites you. And in theory, traveling around in a van in close quarters with, <laughs> with, with a group, with a group, with a group of people. I mean, I've been upwards of, of eight, nine, 10 guys in a van before and you're, and you're, you're pulling a trailer and you're going to Texas or yep. you're going to South Dakota or you're going to Minnesota or you're going up to the Northeast or down to Florida. Mm-hmm. And in theory that, that shouldn't sound fun but there's just this energy yeah. to being with your with your band for, See, for me like i can't wait for that part like that's the, the people yes that's the part i'm so excited about i was like finding your like crew like i love that i'm all over that i love the little you know the band members that are so close to their artists and love and support their artists yep. yeah. the artist supports the band members and then you've got the crew and it's like the photographers over here and it's like i can't wait to have those people and it's it just to be a family because you know i haven't really found like you you know you, you play around with different people and it's like i've met amazing amazing musicians and amazing videographers and i've got a lot of people that i love but it's like once you have those people who are just tied to you and you take on the road with you yeah. like, i cannot wait for that yeah and what's gonna happen too is you're gonna walk into rooms and be like how did i get here you're gonna walk oh into rooms God. and be like oh shit i'm I'm playing here in this dive, but then you're gonna be like, "Oh shit! I'm playing here in this theater. I'm playing here in this club. Oh shit! There's Morgan. There's a poster of Morgan Wallen playing here. Oh there's a poster God. of Carrie Underwood playing here. There's a poster of 
XYZ artist that's been through because everybody goes through that step. Everybody goes through the the touring and figuring it out and doing their first live shows Mm -hmm. and and having those having those growing pains and struggling and having it where you you're crammed in. You've got four or five people crammed into one hotel room with two beds oh and, and somebody's in a blow up mattress on the floor and it's yeah. two to a bed. And then you get to that point where you're in a fucking door bus. Like yeah. it's, it's such a, such a Gosh. fun journey and you have so much ahead of you. Girl. You have so, so much excited. fun ahead of you. So what are some, so you sound like you're a pretty goal goal oriented person. Mm-hmm. What are some goals for 2024 is where I can't believe 23 is almost over. Know, like it fucking flew I by. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> Cause then I'm like, Oh, Oh gosh, this is a ten-year town. I'm already like a year. No, in. hey, hey, it, <laughs> it is. It's it's a town where everybody's paths a little bit different. Like an yeah, example, I always sure. like to point out is Brooks and Dunn got paired up together and mm-hmm. met each other and started doing their thing in their mid thirties. Like yeah. some guys and girls, it takes a little bit longer. Like Ashley McBride spent a while doing what she was doing. Lainey spent a while what she was doing. Insane. And then you have then you have folks that are able to utilize the tools that are available yep. at that time, able yep. to utilize TikTok, yep. able to utilize Instagram, able to network, able to do things. Mm-hmm. There's no, everybody's path is so, it's so fucking different. different. Yes, exactly. And for me, it's like, I'm I'm five years in. I started yeah. out as a bouncer. Then I was a merch seller. Then I was a tour manager. Mm-hmm. Now I'm running a small business that's starting to grow more and more every mm-hmm. day. And like, it's it's crazy. It like is you're crazy. like so. There's I, no handbook. No, there is sure. there is no handbook. There's no fucking roadmap. Yeah. It's like you said, everybody's uniquely different, and mm-hmm. everybody's themselves, mm-hmm. and everybody's path is uniquely different. themselves too. And having those having those blinders on, and just being yeah. the best version of Ashley Ann that you can fucking be. You know, it's so exciting though, because I just like I love not knowing what's you know gonna happen, but like like you said, I'm very I am a very goal oriented person. And I think that like having those goals, like I literally look at, you know, my phone, I've got my wallpaper, like my home screen is literally, it's, it's all of my goals for this, like for 2023. Oh, so you're that goal oriented. By the end of 2023. And I made this at the beginning of the year. Okay. So what's what's on there? I'm sure we've hit quite a few. It says booking agent. Okay. And we're taking meetings. Good. Yeah. 50,000 Instagram followers. And what are we at? We're, we're, we're at 45. Okay, so we're right there. Okay, so I'd, I'd check that off. That's right there. We have 10K Spotify followers. I don't know how close I am to that. I haven't checked. <laughs> we have 100K TikTok followers. And you're probably near that, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Or... Well, meh. TikTok's been a little slow for me lately. Yeah. But, you know, we're okay. It's okay. We'll get through it. And then 150K monthly listeners on Spotify. So those are like goal, like number goals. And you know, what's also weird is like, cause I, I set these not necessarily, it's not because I care about numbers so much. It's to just give me like a dot in the road. It's a benchmark. It is, you know what I mean? And it's like, if you pass it, great. If you don't get to it, at least you had it written down. Yeah. Cause and, then, cause at some point you will get there. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of cool. I remember when I sat down, I always do my New Year's resolutions. And when I did my New Year's resolutions, I had it in my notes app. And I sent it to Dylan the other day because I was just like, this is insane. Going to Belmont, I was always a fan of, you know, Belmont alum who are doing the thing. Mackenzie Carpenter was a big one just because I saw that, you know, she, I loved the way that she writes songs. And I admired her so much. And I knew that she had gone to Belmont. So I just like was a fan of hers. I admired her. And I had written down in my notes all of my New Year's resolutions and like writing with her or her brother was one of them. I love Micah too. They're, <laughs> they're a great brother-sister duo. Love and the two of them. And then playing Whiskey Jam was one of them. And, you know, I had all these like random, I'm pretty sure like playing like a writer's round was one of them. And it's like playing a writer's round yep. <laughs> was one of my New Year's resolutions. Flash forward like 20 million writer's rounds. Yeah. We're almost at the end of the year. It's like, it's crazy. And I remember, you know, I, I look at my calendar and like Mike is in my calendar and I'm like, okay, check that off. And it's like, why was that a New Year's resolution? Like, <laughs> Mike, I don't mean to make your head big. <laughs> but I'm like, it's like, even the whiskey jam thing. As I, I remember when Carson played it back in the spring and I was like, gosh, it'd be so cool to play whiskey jam. Like I'm so excited for him. And then I remember thinking, you know, when was it October that I played it? And I'm like, I don't think Ashley back in the spring would have been ready for that. It's like, it's crazy how, you know, 
like the songs that I have now and I'm able to perform at Whiskey Jam, I didn't have those back then. Yeah. So it's like if I were to have been asked to do it when Carson was asked to do it, this would be a totally different story. So I'm like, thank God that, you know, it's just like God's timing is everything in my book. And I think that it's really interesting to just like trust that and to just not force anything. But then looking back at your goals and being like, I checked those off. Like, that's just so cool to me. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, some of them, you know, you may not think are grand, but the fact that you got, you know, the fact that you got to check it off, I think makes it huge. Yeah. Because it's like the writers around thing that's kind of funny, you know? Yeah. Being like, <laughs> oh, let's play some writers around. But they're like, all steps that you need to take all to get to where you want to be. Exactly. And get so to I where you are cool. now. Yeah, absolutely. So I love writing down my goals. And Dolly Parton taught me that. She says that she writes down all her goals, like, on paper. And, like, that's how she, like, manifests them in some way. I mean, I w- I'll sit in class. And we'll be like, get your notebooks out. We're going to do the journal of the day, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. And I'm sitting there writing down, I want to play the Grand Ole Opry next year. Like it has nothing to do with this, whatever assignment we're doing. Like I will sit there and write to myself and I'll write and I'll say, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. It has nothing to do with school. I'm awful at school right now. It's pretty bad. Actually. Well, you're, well, you're at school to be what i'm guessing are you like music business yeah or music? music business and yeah. I, it's, it's difficult like business courses are hard i yeah. mean i'm taking macroeconomics copyright law business law um i took microeconomics last year i've been elementary statistics it's like i'm taking a lot of math and business heavy courses i think the whole point is my academic advisor is probably like let's do the music ones that you know your last two years of school so it's fun so like since I've been at Belmont, it hasn't been very enjoyable. But what you're, but what the reason they're probably having you do that is because it's then when when the deals start coming. Granted, you have you have Dylan, you have a great, yeah. you have a great, you have a great support system with you. Yeah. But then you'll be able to know, to know. so then people aren't fucking you over. Yeah, like that's it's true. it is important for artists to know what a what a deal For looks sure. like and what a percentage of a master split looks like yep. and what i got my copyright law book sitting on my table back home and i'm like i've never opened it for the class <laughs> but i'm gonna <laughs> open it later <laughs> after i pass the class then we'll open the book yeah. you know when i need when i need the information Jeez. but the book's there when i need it yeah but it's just it is a lot doing you know school and having all these goals and doing the music thing. But I feel so, so freaking lucky. I mean, like looking at other Belmont kids, it's like I was so in love with that school last year. I still think it's an amazing school. Oh, it's school. a beautiful fucking school. Oh my school. gosh, it's beautiful. I feel so fortunate that I was able to, I say was, but like am able to go there. And, but you know, like you said, everybody's path is different. I don't know if it's for me. I'm still trying to kind of figure that out, but it is crazy just how lucky I feel and like how loved I feel in this town. And I just feel like everybody supports everybody. I mean, I'm thankful for y'all. Like I'm thankful that I have these people. It's like a lot of Belmont students are just there for college and you walk around campus. Some even still live on campus and you kind of get stuck in this, whatever. Like I have this support system outside of Belmont. That's so much bigger than Belmont. Yeah. And like, that's so powerful to me. And so I feel so thankful because I just, I learn more. I learn so much more. I remember sitting in a meeting um, over at Boom with Joe Fisher and I was like talking about, you know, how does a pub deal work? (laughs) And like, I haven't taken music publishing yet in school, but all I could think in my head was like, I was asking him all these questions. I'm like, sorry if I'm like, you know, making you talk too much. Like, I just want to know these things, whatever. And I remember leaving and I'd be like, I learned so much more just talking to him about music publishing than I probably ever will in that class. Yeah, I learned I learned all my all my broadcasting stuff. How you see me host? How you like, see me book rounds? I learned all that stuff from doing it. I learned all that exactly. from being at a college radio station, from emceeing exactly. events in in college, and on my radio internships and doing different Ugh. things like like the in the field experience was mm-hmm. where I learned was where I got all my chops when I think I was that's like the kind college. of learners we would be too yes absolutely I feel like our minds kind of work similarly yeah they are I mean we're both born on January 23rd <laughs> one two three we're with Aquarius which I cannot <laughs> definitely wait definitely what it is <laughs> January 23rd 2025 Ashley's probably gonna have a big old record deal by then <laughs> And we're gonna have to really, we're gonna have to be like, Ashley, remember us? Oh my god! But no. we're gonna do, we're gonna do a big joint 
Like, Dude, I literally like we can't forget. Like, no, no, I don't it's want on the calendar. Be, no, I don't want this to be one of those things where it's like, oh, lol. Like we should totally do this. Like I really need this to happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Well, you turn twenty one and I turn fucking thirty. Yeah, this is a big deal. It's a very big it's deal. It's a big deal, and it's like, oh my gosh, it would be so fun. Are you kidding? Like the people that would come. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like it would be so fun. We would we would have a crazy. Like, that's just bash. crazy. I it's, literally can't even wait, and it's in like a year. Yeah, we, we, we got a little over a year to plan. We got plenty of time to plan. Oh, God. Now, where can people go to find you on social media if they haven't been following you already? On social media, you can find me. I think I'm Ashley Ann Music everywhere. Um, Instagram, TikTok. What else is there? <laughs> <laughs> Spotify, Ashley Ann. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, and we got the the um the EP's coming in January. EP's coming in January. We're working on it right now. And then I'm going to be pushing some singles after that. I need to get some fast-paced things out. Yeah. I need to get some fast. <laughs> I need yeah. to pick it up a little bit. All my songs are slow and sad and No, but they but there's there are things that people can relate to yeah, absolutely. and it's part of your part of your story, yeah. you know. It's all all I of it. I do want something to dance to though. So I think that's going to be happening next year too, which will be fun. Just like, you know, some more upbeat stuff, but I'm excited. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to just like kind of sit right now and breathe for a second with the holidays. Like I'm starting to see, I think you told me like something about like, you know, things start to die down in the holidays. I'm like, yeah, like when the music industry for me, Halloween to St. Patrick's day, Nashville is just slower, Slower. but the, but from like Thanksgiving to Uh the new year, it is very slow in the music yeah. industry because it's I'm like the, it's the end of the year holiday parties, all the Christmas parties, which, uh-huh. by the way, we're doing ours at the Rusty Nail on December, oh, December 13th. Rusty yeah, it's where we it's where that's our playhouse. So December <laughs> oh. 13th, come and hang. We're doing karaoke all night. Oh, and my then gosh. We're fun. just going to have that going on. And it's just going to be a fun, that's a fun so night. So fun. bring bring all bring the Belmont crew, bring bring um, oh, Avery, Grace, everybody <laughs> like bring so bring fun. the whole bring the whole gang out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Appearance. Yeah, please do it'll be a lot of fun oh, it'll be so fun it'll be great but y'all be sure to follow our girl ashley and i love that i got to be your first podcast dude i love it too and i remember telling you being like i'm so excited because i love to talk and you're like i love to talk too this is gonna be great yeah the <laughs> best guests to have are people that have something to say that's true and, you, and you've and you've got a lot to say I do and to and say. people can hear more about what you have to say <laughs> by listening to your music and with the dear dolly with the ep coming mm-hmm. um beginning of beginning of um of next year and all the singles are gonna be coming and I can't wait to see you out there doing shows I'm and so all your your journey because it's it's the the rocket ship is in is in launch and now it's getting ready to go out into fucking orbit and mm. the sky the sky really is the limit for you girl I'm and so we, we we love having you as part so of our exciting. our family and getting to watch what you do it. and watching you grow and everything so y'all be sure to follow our girl Ashley and be on the lookout new music coming in January some great songs out there now follow her on everything um and of course shout out to our friends Friends, Welltail Media, Saxman Studios, and our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. If y'all want to know more about us, please visit raisedrowdy.com. For our girl Ashley Ann, I'm Matt Burrill. This has been Outside the Round. For too long I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love